0: Conference, I hope I'm wrong about our party and that you will vote against this deal. Please make me a fool, show that I know nothing about you and vote this down. I would rather be a cynical fool than lose hope in our future.
1: I now therefore formally and with great pleasure ask Parliament to support the appointments of Patrick Harvey and Lorna Slater as Scottish junior ministers, and I move the motion in my name. Mm
2: Hello and welcome back to Podcasting is Praxis. I'm David,
3: and I am here with James. Hello. Jamie. Alright, I'm halfway through a bit of chocolate orange. (laughs) (laughs) Are you eating a chocolate orange because Rob
0: isn't here just to spite him? Not just because I happen to have a chocolate orange. Fair. I'll accept it. Uh, Alistair. Hello. And,
2: returning guest, Ben, how you doing? I promised to actually talk more this time. We're not going to do movies or whatever the fuck it was. Cop shows was it last time? I can't even fucking remember. Now. <laughs> so I dare say there'll be more shit to be like just really inordinately angry at. So it'll be, it'll
4: be fine. It'll be fine. Loads of shit. That plays into my skill set. So.
2: Exactly. There we go. So you might have got from the intro, we're going to talk Scott Paul. We did promise it. And unfortunately, I've been told I'm not allowed to break promises I make to the audience anymore. So we'll get on to that in a bit, but um, before we do that, I thought we might talk about medicine, specifically COVID medicine. Oh, okay. uh, we're talking about ivervec- uh, uh, ivermectin. Yes, we are talking about ivermectin.
3: So um, <laughs> that sounds like, that sounds like a joke name. It is. sounds know, like <laughs> I- or something like this that. It like a fucking whiskey <laughs> distillery. <laughs>
0: There's like ivermectin. It sounds like it's somewhere in my neck. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, I'm, American... just, sorry, I'm just
0: picturing I'm now picturing it's like this hardened Scottish Calvinist who's like making a medicinal <laughs> exception and <laughs> is attempting to drink the covid away with you know taking his drinks of ivermectin whiskey. I like <laughs> just it. increase your blood alcohol
1: content to such a high degree that all bacteria that enters your bloodstream is immediately killed. I'm just
3: wondering how big the bottles would be for horse whiskey. (laughs) Well,
1: I don't know how big they'd be, but they'd be like 90 times the price of a normal bottle of whiskey because anything you stick equine in front of is immediately worth about that much more.
4: Excellent. You've seen ketamine prices these days.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So American anti-vaxxers are now taking ivermectin, which is a deworming drug for horses. So when you can't get this in pill form, it comes in like a gel. Uh some of them are putting this gel on their toast because it tastes like shit. So they're mixing it with jam and eating it that way. Uh the, the whole thing stemmed off from Trump last year retweeting a group called America's Frontline Doctors who posted something saying that hydroxychloroquine cured covid.
3: Remember that one? Remember oh, that was yeah. the cure? No, this yeah. comes from um this comes from a study they found correlation. Just a single study, mind. There's there's tons of others that like disprove it, but it found correlation between people in like developing nations who'd been given the the deworming thing to treat parasites mm-hmm. and survival of like COVID nineteen.
2: Yeah, it's pure um, correlation, is not causation yeah. stuff.
0: In fact, in fact, the article originally, I believe it's now been withdrawn because they discovered systemic flaws in the study that was performed. Oh, oh, fucking so. A- yeah,
1: I like how we're well, not really able to do shit like that in, this, that in this country. Oh, it takes us several years to do shit like that in uh, this country. That's, yeah, that's
4: pretty I'm good. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised the Daily Mail hasn't already run with the story, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. 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 It probably well, cures this, cancer that... as well.
1: Well, it's probably because it wasn't written <laughs> by... Uh... <laughs> Probably because it was written by an
3: Englishman. So all the cunts at the mail probably need that gel to put up their horses. So you know they can't like afford to have like any old <laughs> chump in the country buying it. Also, if it's a, you say they're putting it on the toast, but if if it's a gel, are you meant to eat it? Because when uh, yeah, you say something's yeah. like available as a gel, I, I, normally you would like, rub it, that on it's, yourself somewhere. Yeah, it? it's, it could it's worse. not so much like. They it's not like Jill
1: <laughs> suggestions on the
0: back it's got toast you know slathered over all over yourself oh, like guys I can't believe I'm saying this but I'm really missing Rob here to suggest plating styles for Met <laughs> or for fuck's sake <laughs> oh. do, you me, do you want me to add him on Twitter?
2: no do not do not let, he's on holiday let him, let him have his holiday just stick a Doddaville um, on
0: top of some
4: stolen away black pudding it'll be lovely <laughs> <laughs>
2: Well, this AFD, right? That's the, the anti-vax doctor group, not the racist Germans. Um, they, they were founded by a Simone Gold, who's now on the anti-vax circuit, and she's got like a 300,000 f- people following on Twitter. Um, also, uh, to be noted that she's currently indicted for being at the, the Capitol riots. So, yeah. Um, you, that kind of person we're dealing with. But since the the hydroxychloroquine never really worked as the cure for COVID, because obviously it never actually was a cure for COVID, um, antivaxxers have been on the hunt for the therapeutic alternative, and that's where the evermectin comes in. So the way this works in the US, you can shop about fairly easily for a doctor to sign off on a prescription. If the first one won't give you, you just go to the next guy, and it's eventually not, oh, it's
1: not even. I was gonna say, it's not even that they're just going into fucking farm stores for like. You know, oh, no, 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 no. And shit, aren't
2: they? That's that's later, so they were getting prescribed this stuff. Oh, right. Okay. Because there was a an app based thing called speak with an MD, all one word, which would happily prescribe it. That's that's um, more than one word, like. It is unless it's an app. Speak with an M D is if part of it with E S D
3: spurk with an, an M D. <laughs>
2: it should be, but look they're not that good at it. Like <laughs> But anyway, they're partnered with AfD again. The anti vax doctors, not the German racists. Um,
3: for the I mean, if they're race, American, they're probably racist.
0: I'm just, I'm just absolutely enjoying this idea of basically this whole thing secretly being the the, the result of the descendants of the Nazis who were accepted into America. Basically, and, and it just happened to
2: a fucking Kim AFD.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I, I like, I like to imagine that this is the real conspiracy theory yeah. behind the conspiracy this is the, theory. This is right? the
1: real goal of Operation Paperclip. <laughs> yep. I fucking knew so nature forgot- was
4: behind this somehow. <laughs> <laughs>
2: For the low, low price of just ninety dollars, you can have a COVID consultation with speak with an MD, wherein they will write you a prescription for ivermectin, but they <laughs> won't charge you for it because that charge is made at the pharmacy that they are also partnered with, so you pay more money at the pharmacy. Um, on the questionnaire that you fill in for the COVID consultation, it asks you which medication do you prefer, with the options ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, and not sure. <laughs> Fucking but us. now there's long wait times because they, <laughs> these are the only mob reliably giving out prescriptions for it. So people are now resorting to any source of it that they can get, which is where the horse paste comes in.
1: I, I, uh, I like some... how how the horse paste thing has developed. It devolved to such a horrendous degree that you know there there was one person who was like, "This is a picture of a horse on it." It's basically the same thing, right? Uh, <laughs> Just eat anything with a picture of an animal on it, like you.
2: That's oh, I mean, you eat you eat Frosties, won't you? There's a tiger on them, so that's <laughs> it must
3: <That's> be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so, my, some examples of this story was that uh, that sheriff that died.
1: Oh, yes. I mean, all, yes. all of the fucking right wing radio hosts and shit have also oh, well. died yeah. yeah.
3: that guy, on, that guy on Twitter, where it was like, oh, the third like anti like the third COVID denying like Republican talk show host has died. And people, someone was like, what? Something must be going on. It's like, yeah, I wonder what that could fucking be. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, there is a general rule. Don't go on Reddit.
0: But if you're ever going to break it, there is a subreddit called the Herman Cain Award, which is uh, just awards for people who are like, oh, COVID is a hoax and all the rest of it. Smash cut to, you know, we're holding a memorial service for, you know, Ah, Johnny Ivermectin taker. It's very, like, it's incredibly grim and depressing if you read it long enough, because obviously it's like, you know, he leaves behind a family of four and huge medical debts and all this kind of shit. But, (laughs) but... If you can get past that, if you can get past I the think, human I misery, I think I might be able to
1: rummage rummage past that. To be honest, God, yeah. I really hope at dipshit reply
2: guy doesn't go into that fucking subreddit. <laughs> 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 so, um, so there's been quite a few other examples of that. There's, um, I seen the one post. It was it was a screenshot from Facebook, and it was "Hello everyone, I drank 20 mils of ivermectin. It's not that dangerous. I'm dizzy. I can't walk straight. Thank you."
3: Has anyone has anyone taken it and then tried to buy a grand piano?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, someone replied to that, you can only drink one mil for every 50 kilograms of body weight, so Oh ooh, ooh. let's oh, see dear. how well that one goes. Uh,
1: well, unless unless the, unless you weigh one tonne, then it's fine.
2: Yeah. Um the FDA has warned that If you overdose on it, it can cause nausea, vomiting, low blood pressure, allergic reactions, dizziness, seizures, coma, and even death. Uh, This all sounds quite bad, but Milo Yiannopoulos has injected some of it, and he was posting two two days ago to show off his plummeting blood oxygen levels, so who's to say if it's bad or not?
4: I have a theory about this. This is all part of a long con where he decides eventually that it turned him gay again. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes.
1: Whom someongers hasn't been ter- hasn't been turned gay by a vaccine.
3: So is this what they were giving uh, Tim Farron's frogs, then? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, they're putting that in the water, Jamie. Just deworming the frogs. Oh, yes. And turning sure. them gay while they're at it. Uh, what, what is Alex Jones up to lately? Oh, fuck knows. <laughs> uh, well, I think he had the vaccine, so, you yeah, know. He's I mean, been forced to end. <laughs> I mean that's the great thing about all of these absolute
1: lunatics is the fact that uh the ones who are like, you know, your your old money right wing psychos, they've all gone gone and gotten their vaccinations. But like the newer blood, the the ones who are what probably only in the last decade got on gotten on onto the grift. Are oh, the
3: true believers, yeah. Yeah, like mm.
1: they're like eschewing like uh vaccines and you know Masked and all that shit, and um, I mean, it's like like James says,
3: it's very sad to see, but mm. it was all. Is it though? It was always (laughs) going to happen, though. You know what I mean? It's like you can. There's only so long you can maintain a grift like that, where you all your rich like fucking pricks who can't like be asked to get a real job, go on the radio and go, "Whoa, the feminazi's are coming to steal your children." The immigrants are gonna vaccinate your dog and all this sort of shit before you eventually like just train a fucking uprising that will depose you for not believing hard enough. Do you know what I mean? It's like the yeah. the old world is dying while the new order struggles to be born. I just
4: I just enjoy how Paul Joseph Watson isn't in any danger from uh, from COVID anyway since he never leaves his mum's flat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't. I'm, I, I, I,
1: I'm looking forward to footage of. Uh, Alex Jones, like, trying to tackle someone who claims they have coronavirus, telling them that they're a liar. Or just
3: rampage and through, like, a fucking ICU.
0: <laughs>
3: yeah. all, all these all these dead people are just crisis actors.
0: <laughs> I'm reminded of a story back in the day um, of a white doctor who was absolutely convinced during the first uh, flu epidemic that it wasn't actually airborne at all. And he said it was totally ridiculous. And he really went off on one on the black physician who's like, it's very clearly, you know, air-based. And so the white doctor, I will give him this one credit. He put his money where his mouth was and walked down and spent the day on the ward, the flu ward, without a mask or anything. And promptly died from the first influenza, you know, plague. So go figure. Um, The guys today just, they don't quite live up to that, I'm afraid. It's just not quite the same, is it? Nah.
3: For, no, sale, I mean, for
1: sale for sale doctor shoes worn once.
3: <clears throat> but on, on the other hand, that doctor didn't have Twitter, so you know what I mean? We we all missed out on like his fucking like no doubt riveting internal monologue. I genuinely, <laughs> genuinely want to know what pre-World
0: War One Twitter would have been like. Like that would have been pretty Just fucking great. People eating fucking pigeons at each other, probably. <laughs> Why'd you think they're called a tweet?
1: I just think that those those Mm.
4: return-to-tradition Greek bust guys would be exactly the fucking same, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Howard Phillips Lovecraft is posting on Twitter. (laughs) Just all those Weimar-era reactionaries just, like, going, back then, war, now, gay.
2: <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay, well, that's that's the ivermectin bit. So um, we, we'll give you an update next week on whether or not Milo Yiannopoulos is dead, if any of us remember he exists in a or week, or
4: whether he's gay again or not. When <laughs> or
2: whether he's gay
3: again, indeed, yes Check back here for all your possible Milo Yiannopoulos updates. You see, if I was if I was the FDA, I'd have just fucking binned it off by now. Do you know what I mean? After like it's going on too well, like coming on the to, like, concept fucking... of regulation or. We're just, like, trying to fucking herd the American public, you know what I mean? Oh. Like, fucking, oh, we we told you not to take the fucking horse drugs. We told you not to, like, drink bleach and, sh- like, stick your fucking, like, yeah. stick a, a UV lamp up your arse or whatever else fucking <laughs> Trump was suggesting. <laughs> and you all went and did it anyway, and now you're all dying. Well, fuck you, you know what I mean?
0: Well, the the thing, kind of thing about it, to be serious for half a second, so obviously I've spent a fair bit of time in America because my fiance is American. And, like, their entire medical industry is built on consumer culture to the extent that it permeates for you know, TV adverts. And it's like, ask your doctor if X is right for you. Basically, the entire thing is a consumer choice model, which means that actually we don't really have proper regulation as evidenced by the fact that doctors are able to prescribe medication that is killing people. Um, and that's, like, totally fine. They, you know, they might one day perhaps face some losses oh, over James it. Maybe. coming
1: in here and blaming all this very funny shit on structural problems. Look, we're not we're not dealing <laughs> with the facts
3: on
0: this episode.
3: It's I mean, just the vibes. Stuff, the stuff the doctors are prescribing isn't what's killing people. It's not being able to get a prescription, so they have to just go and like fucking ram raid the local like seed and feed that's killing people. <laughs> anyway, let's
2: let's move off Ivermectin and talk about something more depressing,
0: James. <laughs> I am pretty depressing, yeah, you're oh, right. I know. I've been nothing but depressing yeah, this no, past no, like two weeks. Nothing but good news on this on today's <laughs> podcast. Mm. Uh no, no, it's um I'm I'm happy to report that the Scottish Greens um they surprised me. I know nothing. They decided to reject the deal, and uh this is a reality I'm choosing to live in because the actual reality is way too depressing. Um Is that why oh, you I... changed your avatar back on Discord? <laughs> no, I haven't changed it back actually. Um, my Twitter avatar and my Discord avatar have changed subtly. See if you can figure out why. Uh, so <laughs> you can play along at home. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone's already figured it out. Anyway, It doesn't matter. So okay, like stupid bullshit aside, I think maybe a little bit Look, of background. I'm sorry, perhaps. James, but this podcast is built on stupid bullshit, so let's not park all of that. Okay,
3: let's. Park yeah, I want to hear Twitter more bullshit. about the, the James's Twitter avatar ARG that you're running. <laughs> Is there some sort of prize at the end? I love SGPs. (laughs) (laughs) God
0: damn, David, that is a deep cut. Um, Okay, so by way of background, um, the Scottish Greens, if you've been living under a rock and you just tuned in for this episode, the Scottish Greens, in the most recent election, improved their vote a little bit, and they got a few extra MSPs, just a few. Um, and then they immediately lost one because, uh, a, a certain one of those MSPs went on to become the presiding officer. Curiously, there were no green proposals, um, for her to be the presiding officer. Um, strangely, it was all SNP and others who seemed to propose her as presiding officer. Um, and the press releases that the Scottish Greens released about her becoming presiding officer were all a bit lukewarm, um. One can only presume that Alison Johnson became presiding officer with full consent of the Scottish Green Party or would have said otherwise, right? So that already put him down an MSP. But it didn't really matter because, as me and David have remarked before, if you look at the last election, nothing fundamentally changed. Um, the balance of <laughs> the balance of power within the parliament stayed pretty much what it was the greens got a few seats the snp got a few seats but not enough to get an outright majority which meant they still needed green votes to pass all their legislation they wanted to pass etc so nothing changed nothing really changed the unionists lost a little bit of ground but it didn't didn't matter it didn't it didn't make any structural difference um the great the great white hope alba emphasis on white <laughs> um, you know, failed to actually do anything. And so let, let's ask a, a question of those of you who are liberal watchers. If you are a liberal governing party who's been promising we are going to deliver big on independence any day now, for quite a while now, and if you've been kicking into the long grass consistently all the stuff that's progressive that your, your base might like, um, and if nothing has fundamentally changed, if there's no material difference in the situation, or even major political difference in the situation, What or what are you to do to stave off decline? I would simply consume the smaller parties. (laughs) Well, yeah, it does turn out that to stay healthy, you've got to eat your greens, right? Mm. And so with that in mind, the SNP proposed to the Scottish Green Party, hey, would you like to go into some kind of arrangement, formal arrangement? Because up until now, there's been no formal arrangement. Every time the budget has rolled round, the Scottish Greens have basically walked up to the S&P and gone, all right, you want our votes? The S&P have went, yeah, we want your votes. Okay, we want some policy concessions. No, I won't give you policy concessions. All right, we can go negotiate with other ones. Fine, we'll go negotiate with other ones. Q. Nicola Sturgeon in a room with Willie Rennie looking suicidal. Oh, Nicola
1: too- Sturgeon Look, Too soon. he <laughs> oh, oh, gone now. <laughs> F-
0: Followed by Nicholas Sturgeon coming back out of the room, going so about those compromises, <laughs> and thus, <laughs> thus the machinery or government government grinds on. Um, and and that's how it went. What,
3: what were those compromises? Of the Lib Dems was it an extra ten p on carrier bags in exchange for like machine gunning like the poor or something.
1: All all deck chairs in the country slightly increased in size. <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, it'll be like each large
2: city must give one child a year to the islands or something like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, fucking off. We're, we're, we're happy with that. We're happy with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small price to pay. <laughs> My running joke, Ben, is that the Lib Dems have maintained their power because they cut a deal with the islands to allow them to worship their all gods in peace. So you can tell me how accurate that is given that you are indeed an islander. No, no comment. No comment. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, if I if I die in a strange uh Wickerman-related accident, you know what what did me in. Um, anyway, so what, were you smoking yeah, so, in the wicker man again? We told you about that. <laughs> so yeah, so the Scottish Greens basically they, they played that dance for a while, where it's not confidence and supply, not a formal agreement, but a kind of tacit agreement of like, look, if you give us policy concessions that we like, we will give you votes. Almost like using political political leverage is a pretty decent way to get what you want. Keep that one in mind. This is an important puzzle element that will come into uh, very handy later. So this time around, the, the SNP basically said, do you want a formal arrangement? And the Scottish Greens formed a a working group to de- deliberate and negotiate with the SNP. And what they came back with was a deal that they wanted to make very clear was not a coalition and is not a coalition. No coalitions here. Don't even think of calling it a coalition. Now, yes, the Greens will be in government with the SNP, but it's not a coalition because we have carve-outs where we're still allowed to criticise. Keep that one in mind. That is an important puzzle piece that will be very important later on. Am I supposed to be writing this down? <laughs> yes, there will be a test. Yeah. <laughs> um, And so, basically, the, the deal as it was proposed, and has passed now, spoilers, is not very good. And I went into tedious length explaining why in an article in Bella Caledonia, which you can look up if you're really curious, but the long and short of it is that When you lie down with Liberals, you get fleas. And there are many different elements to this that don't bode well for the Scottish Greens, ranging from the political impact electorally about, well, how are you going to grow your voter base when the people you're likely to take it from either hate the SNP or love the SNP and you're giving them no reason to shift, really, inherently? Like, if, 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 if people like the Scottish Greens working with the SNP and the SNP voters they're just going to keep voting SNP because the SNP have done the big magnanimous thing, right? Um, on the Personally, I, the
2: I love to get into bed with the party that um, fully and actively makes bad choices when it comes to the election and just says both votes SNP. Yeah. Like, none of those the, people are going to been... switch over. Like, the, 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 the both votes SNP thing's so fucking ingrained that they just will not I, do it.
0: I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the next election when they're gonna do both votes s and p again mm-hmm. because there are going to be a number of Scottish greens who are going to be genuinely shocked by that good yeah
1: <laughs> it feels it so, feels like it feels i i mean tell tell me if I'm wrong, but it feels like s- some elements of this uh non fucking coalition is essentially an excuse to not have to do politics anymore,
0: yeah you've hit the nail on the head right you've hit the nail on the head um i i say this with a fondness right because there still are people in the scottish greens and recent ex-members of the scottish greens it must be said who i rate and who i think they've got good political instincts they understand how politics works and they are prepared to engage with the messy reality of it which is about power and status and it's about status plays and displays of power and it's about how you essentially agitate to provide people with social material difference to their lives that's concrete and be shown to be not just like competent and adult, but to be shown to have power to actually make material change. There's people who get this, but there are also a lot of Scottish Greens who don't actually understand politics. They think it's numbers fucksteen, the you know, spreadsheet game. They, they, don't, really they don't want. Up. They
1: don't want like an equivalent like seat at the table. They just want a fucking booster seat, right? Kinda, yeah. a little bit. I, I, I'd, I'd, I'd go
0: that far. They've like got this... broad church
2: disease, the same thing that is killing yeah. the Labour Party.
0: Yeah, and it like fundamentally just comes down to they don't see politics as a contest of power. They really don't get that. They don't get that it is, you know, I, I joked on Twitter, but um, politics is a continuation of war by another means, right? Mm. It's, uh, it is it is about a contest of forces and they can't really be compromised. They can only be negotiated settlements for surrender, basically. Um, not that we're talking about one of those this week. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, it, essentially, like there's, there's a whole bunch of them that don't get that you can't not engage with the reality of politics as it actually, you know, occurs that they, they genuinely think, oh, well, we've got this new politics that we're going to expose to people. And it's like, no, that's, that's not how it works. And we talked before about how the New Zealand Greens shows the electoral side of this, where they marginally, the New Zealand Greens marginally increased their vote share. And then the Labour lot got a big bump. And now people are saying, well, that they got, the Labour lot got a big bump because they handled COVID well initially and now now Labour looking at a bit of a decline and the New Zealand Greens looking at even more of a bump. To which my reply is, okay, let's see how that looks closer to the election. Because Greens always get a bump between elections and then it contracts right the fuck down as people actually start thinking pragmatically about issues of power and status, etc. Yeah. Um and like just look at the most recent elections and you'll see it. Even this election just passed, you know, the they were polling really quite well and then it just contracted down. And they did all right, but you know, adding a couple of MSP seats is by no means revolutionary. It's still progress, progress which I think has now been given away because of those electoral reasons. But then you get to the the broader side of it, which is the actual policy side, and it just is where it kind of loses the plot. There was a, I'm, I'm afraid, I can't give you the speech and go into depth on it, but there was a wonderful gentleman named Matthew who stood up on the morning of conference and articulated very clearly. Why the compromises with the SNP have already begun? Um, why essentially the Scottish Greens' endorsement of marine policy, you know, proposed by the SNP and a bunch of others, are just a straight-up rollback from our manifesto? And the problem is, we eat this. We, the Scottish Greens, eat this going into government with them. I, I firmly believe it. And the chilling effect of having Patrick Harvey and Lorna Slater in government with the SNP is going to be such that criticisms of liberal policy will be tempered and even then will be taken less seriously because how can you seriously be criticising someone if you're in bed with them? Um, and separate from that... <laughs> uh, it can <laughs> happen. <laughs> well, separate from that, the actual proposal of new policy is going to be dampened somewhat for the sake of, kind of keeping I, this alliance together. I can't
1: help but feel like the Scottish Greens haven't like nothing from electoral politics in the 21st century, in in Great Britain at least. <laughs> like just seeing the Lib Dems get into bed with the, the Tories and going, no, 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 it's going to be, it's going to be different with us, you
0: know? Yeah, we're different. We're different. We're not nasty Lib Dems. We don't have the same policies as the Lib Dems, and we don't have the same attitude to politics as the Lib Dems. Therefore, we'll be okay. Vote green, rip to your grandma, but we're different. <laughs> <laughs> my silence speaks volumes on this one. So it's, yeah, it's, it's not great. It's not great. Especially when word came out as to the exact, exact positions that Patrick Harvey <laughs> and Lorna Slater occupying. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so I mean, can I, can I go with this one, David? Can I, can I drop this in for everyone's oh, please, benefit? Because yes. it's uh, it it is a, uh, it, it is an experience. Uh, as I, as I came across it, I was just like, holy shit, that, that is uh, that sure is something. So, in fact, just to kind of draw home the contrast here. All right, guys, let's let's play a little game. Those of you who haven't seen what the announced positions are, I want to ask you a question. What ministerial portfolios do you think Patrick Harvey and Lorna Slater, the leaders of the Scottish Greens, what sort of things do you expect that they would be given by the SNP?
3: All right, like I don't know, charge of cars and like petrol. <laughs> yeah what is it like transport
0: and environment or something like that mm,
3: yeah. yeah transport the
0: environment um i was convinced that the SP were prepared to hand over education which makes total sense because the s the, the scottish green vote skews young the scottish greens have been doing really you know, like heavy pushing on education that's been ross greer's like everything days in the chamber he's been pounding on that um, you'd expect, right, from a pure electoralism perspective, you'd want to secure that part of the vote, and the SNP might be like, "Well, I guess we'll, we'll have to give it to them." Essentially, that's their buyout. Um, that's not what happened. So, <clears throat> Lorna Slater is the Minister for Green Skills, Circular Economy, and Biodiversity.
3: Those aren't real things.
0: <laughs> Patrick Harvey is the Minister for Zero Carbon Buildings, Active <laughs> Travel. And tenants' rights.
1: <laughs> I mean, come on, they've just given them a box of fucking Duplo rather than the
0: actual <laughs> <way>. <laughs> Now, Now, I will be fair. I will be fair. What they are is they are basically ju- junior ministers whose portfolios cross across many different departments, right? The problem is that as junior ministers, the optics aren't going to be great, and... If you're split across multiple different departments, you might be able to get some good work done. And in fact, an engaged junior minister can often do a lot more with the civil service than a, a senior minister who is above the fray, so to speak. Sure, but you're not going to be able to really transmit it very well because.
1: I mean, James, do you know off the top of your head, um, or anyone on the anyone on the show, know what uh, the cabinet positions were that the Lib Dems got when they went into coalition? Well, they got Deputy Prime Minister for a start. Yeah, Deputy PM, uh, to name but one.
2: Um,
1: Frog frog (laughs) 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 straightening. They don't get energy as well. Oh my god, I can imagine giving a fucking uh, Lib Dems energy and not not a green. Fuck me.
0: Yeah. (laughs) And uh, on top of that, the Lib Dems also, I believe they got someone in the actual Treasury as well. Like, they weren't, it wasn't like they didn't get to be Chancellor. No.
2: Joe Swenson well, was um, Joe Swinson was in charge of like business or some shit.
0: Oh, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, here's the thing: he's a real cable. Positions? The business secretary. It might well have been actually. Oh but yeah. Remember, there's there's senior and junior ministers, so you yeah. know, you've got
3: potential for a bit of spreading around. I only remember that because Viz did a strip. Vince's cable, the business secretary that has to do with business. <laughs> oh God! Amazing. But
0: but still, it's like. You know, real titles that potentially have real weight behind them. These titles are—they're difficult to sell. They're difficult, are they difficult to actually to express. say. Yes, well, they are as well. It also doesn't help that um, zero carbon buildings sounds like the most nebulous thing in the world, right? It literally
1: sounds like these. This is for buildings that are built out of like carbon
0: offset trees or something. Yeah, we've we've developed silicon life forms and we've built their own buildings without use of carbon, sort of thing. I love, like, I love, um,
2: like the idea of finally getting elevated into government, and then the job title they give you makes you sound like a fucking
4: property manager. They're just they texts from Stellaris. I recognise them now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, sure enough,
3: circular economy sounds a bit like one. See though, mm-hmm. and like if you build a zero carbon building. Does it stand up to the big bad wolf trying to blow it down? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Inquiring minds would like to know. Mm. But
3: this is the thing, like, you know, circ-
0: right? Okay, zero carbon buildings is all about building homes um, in an ecologically sustainable way and in an energy efficient way. Yeah, what was, and also one that was like f- it on
3: the circular Fuck or something like that. Circular
0: economy, by which I think they mean the Preston model writ large, basically. Like keep the cash in Scotland, keep it moving around in specific areas. Don't let it get funneled off outside communities, etc. You know what
1: would have been a better fucking name
0: for that? It would have been insourcing oh, <laughs> or forming a coalition with all the landlords. <laughs> well, I mean, Patrick Harvey does indeed have as part of his portfolio tenants' rights.
4: <laughs> to make
0: Patrick Harvey memes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The other thing uh, that Lona Slater's got is green skills, which I'm going to be real. Do you keep those in green wallets? (laughs) Yeah, you, you got exactly where I'm going with this. It's not, but it does kind of sound like it. And this is a problem. That is a huge, like there's an optics problem there. And the fact they were willing to take those titles rather than, you know combine them together into something that was a bit more sellable She so go look i've got the important position of x which is a uh, thing you, you know can then they should, sell. Have they, Imagine- should
3: have, they should
1: have taken a leaf out of uh, jess phillips book and just had like a title and then like a colon and then like another run-on sentence
4: <laughs> problem solved green skills is gonna have really bad optics when it emerges it's just killing lots and lots and lots of deer as well
1: <laughs> 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 the skills are being a sharpshooter
3: yeah. Get your doctorate and tire burning. <laughs> imagine being, imagine being a worse negotiator than Nick fucking Clegg. Oof.
0: I think. Um,
3: <laughs> I don't know. I had someone asked. They they
0: genuinely asked. How did they? How did they negotiate this? Because this feels like this feels like the sort of stuff you'll end up with if you're starting from a position of weakness, right? Now I don't know. I was not privy to nevo- negotiations. I was no part of this, but. If you're looking to negotiate, there's a few things which are just universal to every negotiation, and kind of they they kind of run antithetical to a lot of the way a lot of greens think about politics. You have to play hardball. You don't start with a compromise. You start with oh, you, you shoot oh, them in.
1: Is it this is this is typical soft left shit? Like you you immediately yeah, you you go out of the gate by saying uh, we'd like to do this, but actually we'll offer you less than what we want. So okay, yeah. cool.
2: So, would you like a real living wage or would you like to afford a pair of shoes?
0: Kinda, <laughs> right? So it's like I, I I don't know, but my suspicion is they probably went in and started with a reasonable compromise, which is not where you start in a negotiation. Second, um as I said, you, you have to be willing to play hardball. And finally, you have to actually be prepared to walk away. That has to be a credible threat. The, the other person on the other side of the table has to think that the it, it's not like it's not a choice of deals. It's between there being a deal and no deal. I can't
1: help but think that when uh, when the Greens were sat opposite the SNP, the Greens are just like like literally the whole time on the edge of their seats, like barely containing their like giddy smiles at the idea of being in government. And the SNP are like, well, we've got these guys—they're a fucking barrel.
0: Yeah, like so, I don't know, but that is the sort of thing that might explain where we've ended up, I think, in terms of those negotiations. Because even the policy gains weren't that great. And I, I said this like they, they're better than the Greens would get by putting the S&P's arm up their back come budget time, but they're not much better. That's my general. Maybe kind of consensus maybe on the it.
1: Greens think the S and p stands for Senpai.
0: Hmm. <laughs> That's But the joke is people went on for years saying all oh, the Greens are just like mini SNP, you know, they're the yes men, etc. And it wasn't really true. But this makes <laughs> oh. it a bit difficult to kind of, again, to, to argue the reality of it is harder now. Um, and so so that's that's already not boding well. But hey, again, full open mind, maybe I am totally wrong. Maybe they will actually, nope. you know, there will be criticisms that will be taken seriously. Nope. Maybe they'll do work that is respected nope. on its own terms as good work. Maybe nope. the electorate will respond to this. <laughs> yeah. But there's something else that's making it harder. Because... Um, Remember I mentioned that puzzle piece, Alison Johnson, presiding officer of the Scottish Parliament, Mm -hmm. who was elected as a Green MSP, and how I noted it was a little strange that none of the Scottish Green MSPs proposed her, essentially. She was proposed by other parties, including the SNP, and how the Scottish Green's statements publicly on it were a bit lukewarm. Mm -hmm. Read into that how you will. Mm -hmm. The presiding officer, after the appointment of Patrick and Lorna, had to issue some statements because here's the thing. If you are a party of opposition, you are entitled to certain things in the Scottish Parliament, right? Mm -hmm. However, if you are part of the government, you don't get those things. Uh And so the other parties, quite reasonably, in my view, put in complaints to the uh, presiding officer, saying, listen, the Greens are clearly forfeiting a whole bunch of things. And so the presiding officer had to rule. Let's talk about how the presiding officer ruled. She said that the Greens are going to get the same allocation of questions and debate slots, but only on areas not covered by the deal. Ooh. Right? So to be crystal clear on this, what I think this means is the areas that the Scottish Greens have got an explicit opt-out of agreeing with the Scottish government, those are the areas where they will still get questions and debate slots, but on everything else, which is governed by collective responsibility, they will not get the same allocation of questions and debate slots as they had before. James... I thought only the ministers were bound by this, and the rest of the Greens were outside it because it wasn't a coalition. Well, he, here's here's the thing: what it basically means is we're going to get less opportunities to stand up in Parliament and go in on the SNP generally. But okay, no, that's that's maybe maybe it'll work out okay because we'll still be able to criticise on the areas they said they'd reserve. So fine. Are they going to get the same number of Greens on committees, but Patrick and Lorna have to be replaced on committees because they're part of the government? And you can't scrutinise the government if you're part of the government, says the presiding officer. Hang on. You can't scrutinise the government if you're part of the government. There's almost like, that's Mm. interesting. Why would the presiding officer think that and thus declare that they had to come off the committees? Um, That seems to run contrary to what the Scottish Greens think you can do. Mm. Weird. Anyway, um, they get to retain 75% of the short money they were getting before. To explain, short money is money that political parties in Westminster get to help organise their work in Westminster politically, basically paying for civil service work for them to bring in their office staff, etc., to work on stuff that's parliamentary-based. Um, every every opposition party gets short money. The Scottish Greens are getting a reduction. They're only going to get 75% of it. Again, though, again, Patrick and Lorna will get ministerial funding for their positions. And really, the whole thing smacks of trying to have your cake and eat it. Well, here's the thing. Patrick and Lorna, the money they'll get, for as ministers to to do this kind of work that will only be able to be spent on government related stuff so the areas that are opted out will get less funding overall basically which is uh interesting so you mean the area where we are going to criticize is going to be less money spent on the actual prep work for that criticism interesting and that was all the positives and mixed. Would you like to hear the negatives? Well, I was going to say,
1: you're not doing a great job of selling me on this deal in the first place and the negatives are ne- yet to come?
0: Uh, all right yeah. then. Um, they're going to get a 40% reduction in questions at First Minister's Questions. I think like Prime Minister's Question Time. First Minister's Question Time. Um, they used to get a whole bunch because they were a party of opposition. Now they're getting a 40% reduction. They're going to get two question-free slots um, six weeks instead of every four weeks. Uh, sorry, excuse me. Two question question-free slots um, instead of four every six weeks. Um, so that, that is kind of, you know, a 40% reduction. They're getting a general reduction in speaking slots on areas covered by the deal. So, and this is the beautiful part, right? Because I said there would be a chilling effect, but there's also a procedurally chilling effect because the areas covered by the deal, okay, the... The Green leaders are bound by collective responsibility. They can't criticise the stuff are in government for, but the rest of the MSPs can do it, except there's going to be a reduction in speaking slots mm-hmm. for the Greens. Oops. Because it's a Who, coalition. Yeah. Who could have seen this coming? Oh. oh, and finally, no opposition day debates. Because it's a coalition. They don't get to coalition. participate in opposition. Yep. Yeah, because they're, they're not in... They're basically, what the presiding officer has basically done here is say, this is a coalition. Oh, that, that's it. They've said it is a coalition. We'll treat it like a coalition. We'll try and make it proportional, but it's a coalition. You're in government together. That's how it works. And yeah, already the Greens are, you know, that that's put them at a disadvantage when it comes to actually doing the scrutiny in the chamber, which supposedly, supposedly is going to continue and is going to make some of this worthwhile. Because the Green idea is that you'll be able to do essentially good work in government, Sell that to the public and go, look at the good work we have achieved. We could do so much more if you voted for us rather than mm-hmm. the SNP, while also criticising the SNP you're in government with on areas where they're not doing well enough. That's, that's the idea. But already it's starting to fray around the edges, in my view, based on these kind of things kind of coming out. Again, though, maybe, maybe the Scottish Green parliamentary team and all who go with them, all on that good ship, maybe they are actually geniuses and I am an idiot and maybe they will actually just pull a stunner out here? Maybe. No. What do you think, David? No, no, they won't.
4: Yeah, on on the basis of the
0: current
2: evidence. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my position on this is um, they're dead to me. Um, (laughs) I, I voted for them for the first ever fucking time this election, and it will be the last. And I dare say I'm probably not the only person I know. Like we've covered this before, I have an incredibly niche view within the sphere of ideology in Scottish politics. But um, fuck them! I want them destroyed. I want them treated like Keith Slabour. I I will not rest until they are fully pussocified. Fuck them! Useless lib helping cunts.
1: Go on, David. Tell us what you really think. <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh,
2: I'm just done it's, with it. It's... Like I, 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 I fully encourage anyone to take on the the mantle of destroyer whenever a political party spurns you just once, just one time, fucking ruin them. Just do what you can to destroy them.
1: Yeah, someone dress up like a sphinx cat and get rid of the uh, SNP and uh,
3: Scottish Greens for us, thanks. Galloway, not try that at the last election. <laughs> <I> <you. laughs> <laughs> this is this is a problem, right? So the.
0: You know, I have been open about this and I will continue to be open about this. I care about many of the same things the Scottish Greens care about values-wise, right? Um, I care about the environment. I care about workers' rights. I care about X, Y... You know, there's there's a lot of good shit I care about. And I joined the Scottish Greens explicitly because I thought, well, they're in Parliament. They're the furthest left party. They've got some good policy that could be advocated. Maybe there's some work to be done here. And then I set about dragging them left. Um... There were already comrades in there, but it really needed some work and it needed a kick. And I can't claim like that the Scottish Greens' traversal left has been entirely by the work that I and others in there have done. A lot of it has just simply come from the fact that Jeremy Corbyn happened and suddenly the political space was blown open on the left. Mm-hmm. And so previous, previously reluctant to be talking about left policy, Patrick Harvey suddenly got a lot more comfortable with it. And um, yeah, like this is a factual statement. I wonder how he feels now. There we'll find out won't we um, I think we already have so, um,
2: it's, it's worth noting that like the, the, the Scottish Greens are notoriously pro-trans rights so it's weird for them to jump into bed with the OG
0: terf party isn't it so full disclosure I am the person who wrote and delivered the motion on trans at the Scottish Green Party conference I am the person who shepherded it through all the procedure and fought off the turfs to make it happen. I wasn't alone. I had help. Um, Councillor Mary Campbell in Edinburgh uh, was also instrumental in doing it in her position on the Standing Orders Committee at the time. You know, it was a a group effort from those of us who are right-thinking, and we put it through. It is public record, and I am not... I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say that an open letter was published by concerned members of the Scottish Greens over this issue... I signed it. I I had some criticisms of the way the letter was structured, but the general point, the, the political point behind it of solidarity remains. Even if you don't agree with something 100%, you stand with your comrades. And the, the letter straight up said, should we really be going into government with a turf party? And if we're going to do it, then we need assurances from them on various issues. Mm-hmm. I suspect that letter has resulted in the promises on gender rights reform that um and gra generally see that that
2: would be fine if it's not something they've been promising for years and if sturgeon who came out and made a little fucking very very personal little message from her fucking dining room or whatever like yeah like if she'd actually done anything off the back of that then maybe there'd be something there but she hasn't and she won't because they will not take action amongst themselves
0: I think, I mean, I do think there's a credible chance that action will be forthcoming here and on a bunch of other issues, simply because... Drab kicking screaming now, for sure. A a little bit. Like, basically, the the Scottish Greens can withhold their votes, and that would fuck the Scottish government, and if a deal falls through, then they're probably actually in serious trouble. Yeah, but Um, that's the
2: thing. They could do that, and then the whole fucking deal collapses, and then they don't have their little cushy jobs to mash as their egos anymore, the pair of them. They won't do it. They'll just go for it. If they were that happy to get into bed by a lib party in the first place, and all they ha- all they fucking needed to do
0: was do that for a job, they're going to keep doing that job. They're not going to fucking do anything. I want to be really clear here. I remain a member of the Scottish Green Party, and I plan to for the near future, and I'll talk more and that's about fine. that. And, and yeah, You don't have to agree with anything I am saying. However, well, I that's am what, saying... Uh, that's what, I... <laughs> what I want to make clear is I do not know... The personal reasons that various actors in the Scottish Greens decided to go along with this deal and, and make it happen. Yeah. It may well be that they genuinely 100% believe that this is politically an in interest of the party, in which case I respectfully disagree in the strongest terms possible. And I think I've made that crystal clear. Um, so i don't want to sit here and say that this was all about getting ministerial well not cars bikes i don't know like you know it's uh i i don't want to sit here and say that i don't want to i don't want to say that it's like you know naked power grasping yeah, from like you know whether they libs or any of that you can do that if you want but i'm more focused on well what are the actual politics here and what are the implications going to be and the implications i see it's the politics is of evil. That-
1: I think
2: Scottish Scotty. Greens... Reject the
0: politics well, of ego
1: and embrace the politics of ego death.
0: Yes. Well, I, I honestly think the Scottish Green Party are now most assertedly... Because we are in... I mean, just you can't be in government with a lib group and be a party of the left. They're a party of the soft left. And I actually think it's pretty much impossible, as the Scottish Greens are currently constituted, to drag them any further left. They might well... Like, full the disclosure, they might in the next couple of years vote and say we are a socialist party. But I'm gonna I'm gonna pick a fight here don't. and say that I think the vast majority of people in the Scottish Greens who consider themselves socialist don't actually understand socialism beyond its policy I was going to say like it
1: seems unlikely now that the, the the door has solidly been slammed shut on the Corbyn era. Uh, it feels like it would be a very bold move. It would well, you would need to be particularly bold anyway to say no, something like lot- that.
0: So it's it's a general thing in, in politics across um the youth of Scotland and of the United Kingdom. You know, there is a left slant and there's a lot of people who are like, Yeah, I'm socialist, right? <clears throat> but they don't actually have any political education. And so they can't actually examine things and say, Well, this is more or less socialist based on these criteria. Instead uh, they just it's sort of like so that's when
1: the government does stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. The, the, the more when things the roads. government does, the more socialist that is, yeah. Yeah. So there there are a lot of Scottish Greens who I have personally met who talk about being socialist but actually they don't like they support socialist policies but that's not the same thing as being a socialist but to them it is you know um and so even even then i think that's about as far as you're going to get um there are some who are pretty decent and there's some particularly involved in union activity who have got a lot of time for um even where we disagree shout out corin but it's uh it's it's a problem and i don't think the scottish green party as it currently is constituted is going to move any further left I think it's very strongly in danger of drifting right. In fact, I think it's already started and I've I've been clear on that. Um, Why the the hell then am I still in the Scottish Greens is probably what a lot of people are thinking. I know David has been silently glaring at me this entire time. Yes. And the honest answer, which I'm going to go on record with here, is I am not going to do anything organisationally for the Scottish Greens while this deal is in flight until one of two things happens. Either I am dead wrong and this is a good thing for left progress in Scotland, in which case I will eat humble pie, I will eat crow, I will write a letter of apology to several people in the party who I believe deserve it because, you know, I've, I've caused them headaches unnecessarily, and I will happily embrace the eco-socialist future of Scotland. Or yeah, this the, is Scottish what I'm party, the Scottish Green Pie as a whole begins to realise that this was a terrible deal and that is producing obje- objectively and objectively bad results. If that happens, then I'm going to ask a very simple question, which is, is there anything salvageable here So what the about left?
2: What about the third outcome where actually the melts all accept that it's cooling good and they don't do anything about it and they just go on with it regardless of the consequences? Because that's well, the one that's, that's going mean. to happen.
0: Well, see, here's the thing that's what I mean by seeing if there's anything that's salvageable. Um, there may well not be. It might actually just... Right now, it might be unsalvageable. The gears might already have been set in motion and it's too late. I don't know, though. And I'm not going to pretend I'm big-brained enough and brendan enough to be able to see that far ahead I and am. say for absolute sure.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, but, I think you might be waiting a while for, for them to take their fingers out of their ears on this one.
0: Well, it depends. Like, I want to see polling in the near future um, because that's going to be the very interesting one and responses to it. And I want to see policy over the next sort of two years and see how it goes. The question is, like, the, the membership voted 88% in favour. Green Party Council, um, only two votes were against the deal, essentially. Oh, how many, um,
1: sorry?
0: Um, I think it was 27 or 28. Jesus. Um, yeah, and then the membership was not quite that bad. Uh, the membership voted 88% in favour. Um, there, there is a good 12% of the Scottish Green Party that saw that this was a bad idea. Many of them are just going, well, uh, we gave it a shot. Democracy is democracy. We're now just going to have to make this work. And I respect that. I genuinely do respect that, even though I think it is misguided. Um, And I want to see where they go. And I want to see if how many of that 88%, as things get bad, start to go, we made a mistake. Because, and I didn't, I was tempted to say this at the Green Party conference. And I didn't because I thought, no, they're not going to want to hear this. And I'll just get punished for saying it, essentially. Punished in terms of people not voting, not any other kind of way. Here's the thing, the people I feel really bad for in all of this, apart from the public who are going to suffer as a consequence of losing a left option, um, the people I feel bad for are the Greens who voted in favour of a deal, who one day are going to wake up and go, this is objectively going badly. And rather than start raging against the dying of the light or leaving the party and slinking off into darkness, they're going to do what a whole bunch of Lib Dems did in the time of Kennedy. They're going to go, well, this is what I voted for. I was okay with this all along. This was my intended political outcome. This is what I'm in politics for. And they'll on it for their own sake. Those are the people I feel sorry for. And my question is, how much of the Scottish Green Party is going to be like that when push comes to shove? And how much is actually going to realise they've made a mistake, stick by their principles, do the necessary crit, and then try and organise? I, Again, I though, simply maybe... wouldn't
2: feel bad for soft left melts. <laughs>
0: Well, I just think it's a tragedy on the personal level. Like, you know, tragedy in the real fucking dramatic sense, they still, you know, um, you know, in in the Macbeth sense where you can say someone definitely deserves the ending they get, but at the same time it is a tragedy they got that ending, so to speak. Mm. Um, I don't know. I could, again, could still be wrong. I, I genuinely like, I, I, I want to be really clear in case there's any Greens listening here and just more broadly, I am not happy that I was right that this deal was gonna sell through and I will not be happy if it turns out I was right.
1: I mean James like, it's, it's the it's the perpetual curse of being left wing is that you're right about everything but in the worst conceivable way.
4: <laughs> I and mean, with no power to change it.
0: Yeah. And this this is a this is a thing. Um I'm I really sincerely hope I'm dead wrong and actually this is great. But I can't with my you know with all of my faculties engaged, I can't listen, see that now.
2: Listen. We know we have the lathe, but we can't figure out how to use it. You can't actually get the desired outcome. It's all going to go wrong. It always does go wrong because that's electoralism.
4: Yeah, it's like when when I thought, oh, I could do with another podcast appearance, and then the finger on the monkey's paw curled, and it had to be a Scots paw <laughs> one.
0: <laughs> yeah, Very much. That's just that's just the way it goes. So I mean, I'll look- actually actually, if I can if I can interject a minute. Um, what do you think of all of this, Ben? Uh yeah, I think it's it's all going to go pretty much like you've said, and I think
4: it's going to be the worst possible outcome because we live in a world of worst possible outcomes. <laughs> it's very, very, very disappointing. Uh, but like, yeah, I think, I think, I think it's just going to be Lib Dems all over again, but but worse somehow. Cause it's 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 a it's a worthwhile political party getting like literally destroyed yeah. by deliberation instead of like a. You know, a shit party like Lib Dems.
2: The other end of it is as well that the more left wing they pretend to be, the more people are put off by the concept of left wing things when they just don't deliver um, anything. Mm.
0: Well, yeah. And that is a concern. Um, like I, last last episode, I said, and I kind of got interrupted so I didn't get to finish before, and I'd like to just go on the record here. I said there's a the potential for another political party to do other things. What I would like to see is I'd like to see a small, credible left-wing political party in the years ahead, if if the Scottish Greens do what I think they're going to do and it goes the way it goes. If they're actually good, then I don't want this to happen. But if it goes like I think, I'd like to see a small political party come up and basically do to the Scottish Greens what the Scottish Greens have done to the SNP and just needle them constantly about actually delivering on left shit and living up to their promises and basically being further left. And hopefully that'll inspire some movement from the <laughs> Scottish Greens. But... I'm not necessarily seeing it. The monkeys paw curls and the extinction rebellion party.
2: Scotland is born. Oh Jesus, oh, no. oh, Jesus man.
0: <laughs> Extinction, right? I know people who are involved in the organisation of extinction rebellion because, of course, I do. I'm in the Scottish Greens, and like, I, they are they are they are not an op, right? The people I know who are involved in organising it, they're not an op. No, they're merely in the service of something. an op. <laughs> Kind of, yeah. Like, it's, you know, I'm pretty convinced that Extinction Rebellion, London and all the South stuff, that's totally an op And the Scottish branch are well-meaning and uh, shackled to this thing. And I'm sure they're infiltrated from top to bottom with cops. Hate to be an
2: unpaid volunteer for MI6.
0: (laughs) Basically, yeah. And, like, I guess that's that kind of, in a bizarre sideways way, kind of sums it up. It's like... I want people to understand, the vast majority of Scottish Greens who are going in on this deal, they're actually not necessarily libs. That's the, that's the heartbreaking part, they're not not—they're not necessarily libs in that well, way, they're not evil, they don't say, want just, bad for people. Just you weigh well. what the
1: outcome is so off like before the next election, not the next Scottish election, and uh, I suppose the cards will be down on the table then, won't
2: they? How, how much right do you have to, to be titled not a lib? If you vote to jump into bed with libs,
0: well, see, like this is the, this is a question. What do you? It's a fundamental question, a question the left actually has to grapple with, which is, what do you do with the people who are politically uneducated and don't actually understand oh, politics? I and know people- the
2: answer to this one is re-education. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you said that with relish, there. I love that. Oh yes. <laughs> The Scottish Green Party has a lot of people in it who are kind of, they have this, this view of politics. They have the, fuck it, they have the Alexander Hamilton view of politics, right? Oh. The kind of West Wing view of politics. But they have been raised in a mythos of this is what <laughs> politics is. Forever and... really surkinised and loving it. Yeah, but, 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 but the difference between them and a lot of the Democrat machine people and like the Lib Dems and of that they're genuinely nice people. And they genuinely do actually want good for people. They just have no idea about the implications of that and how to get it, a lot of them. And that's the that, that's the problem. I mean, uh, you know, just funny story time about the Scottish Greens because I'm, I'm, you know, I think... I has Francis, this has a story uh, not been funny enough? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, I just want to oh, tell you... To, I want to paint a picture of some guys for you. Oh, we're, tell yeah, you... OK, we're, we're here for a type of guy. Go on. <laughs> so, I'm not going to name the person. But members of the Scottish Greens who listen to this will be able to figure out who I'm talking about, and you know we'll get it. I can't wait to be um, told to cut this in an hour. no i'm not i'm not this is <laughs> this is not cuttable right um because the guy's no longer in the Scottish Greens, but he was for a good long while. There was a guy in the Scottish Greens who was really great on workers' rights, really great on the environment, very intelligent, very thought provoking, great organizer, et etc, et etc, et etc. How's Andy whiteman doing? <laughs> no no <laughs> So this guy great on every issue apart from one now I'm going to tell you his background and you can tell me what the one issue was he was bad on alright you ready for this mm-hmm. was he a racist was he transgender right C- <laughs> signet ring wearing member of a landed gentry sectarianism
5: oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> that's a valid no. answer <laughs> but he was, t- he-, he was he was the was- grand dragon of the clan <laughs> nah, but he was—he
0: uh, he w- was—he was—he was good in everything apart from the land reforms sort of stuff. Oh, because, hmm, str- strangely, that was the one issue where he-, he deviated a bit. Genuinely nice guy, likes him, liked him a lot. Um, still like him. I'd, like, i like—I don't particularly talk to him or anything, but you know, cool guy. So that's an example. He-, he was a guy who, by hereditary rights, should have probably ended up in the Tories of the Lib Dems. But he was genuinely nice, and he ended up in the Scottish Greens, and he was good on almost every issue. God damn it, he tried his best, um, and and that that, that gives God you an idea. God bless his expensive
1: cotton socks. <laughs> yeah exactly right
0: um i remember i sat down next to him one one day and me and my totally i'm gonna confess this and if you're listening mate uh here you go you got me um i'm gonna confess in my total ignorance i turned around and i saw the ring i didn't know his background i said oh that's a really cool ring and he went oh the signet it. yes yeah, you know it's because my family and and he just like casually talks about it and i'm sitting there going it's a fucking signet ring he's wearing on his pinky, that's why it's 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 a thing. And I didn't realise it, because obviously I'm not that up on signet heraldry. And there was there was a, there's another guy who's currently who's currently in the Scottish Greens, uh based over in Edinburgh, who is a former Lib Dem activist who was really big into the Lib Dems, who walked away from them when they started breaking their promises and a bunch of shit. Um, and and who said, This is ridiculous, and you like there was also a whole bunch of stuff about, you know, um actual, like, you know, dodgy sex crime-adjacent kind of accusations in Lib Dem Youth Wing. And this guy was like, nah, this is this is so horrible, I want nothing to do with this. And he, he left and joined the Scottish Greens. And he's still, in my view, a huge liberal, but he has a conscience. And so he's in the Scottish Greens. And now he's don't home. Rate his... <laughs> well, I don't rate his politics, but, like, I do rate him as a nice guy. And this is the thing. The Scottish Green Party is full of these variations on a theme of nice guys who... What's drawn them to the Scottish Greens is they're not total arseholes and they're not selfish, right? Well, and that's well, the
2: that's the broad church of the Scottish Greens. I don't know whether land reform guy and selfishness being quite fucking compatible there, but like, Gen-
0: right, on, on 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 my you know swearing on the Communist Manifesto sort of style, um, you don't even rate that. Come on, <laughs> well, if it worked for Rob, it'll rate for, it'll work for me. Shut up, anarchy reigns, um, like. He I, he genuinely, he f- would think he was coming from a critical nuanced position on it, right? Like, genuinely would think, well, no, it's just that it's more complicated and people don't understand. Whereas I have inside experience, that kind of level of I guy. I he
3: thought slavery was a complicated issue, though.
0: No, he didn't. Like, credit with credit, genuinely a nice guy. Like Just genuinely a nice guy, straight up. Fair um, enough. Or he would have been a Tory wanker, is the sure thing. And that, and that's it. Like, if I'm painting a picture of the Scottish Greens, it's that. It's full of nice people, a grab bag of nice people, a broad tent of nice people who carry with them different sort of political tendencies, not in terms of policy or being particularly right wing, but just in terms of how they approach politics. And you average that out and you get liberalism. Broad church vibes. Yeah. And so the Scottish Green Party continues at present to push policy that is... Sort of left, and they are party of the centre left, but I think that's where it's going to sit. I- I'm really worried about how it's going to drift rightward. So, all in good time. Meanwhile, the S and P must be popping fucking champagne corks at this point. Oh yeah, to be easily. Yeah. Frank, where well, are they not? Like, uh, well, I mean, I-, I suspect like the real, like headbanger turf ones are probably like you know they're drinking Ivermectin to <laughs> drown the <this all laughs> sorrows, sort of thing. Um, you know, they're then they're not having a good time and I bet you' the really big pro business or like even the slightest like you know social Democrat policy is the sky is falling those guys you know the real tartan Tories they're having a bad time but the rest of them who actually are like you know vaguely sensible they're probably just popping campaign shorts and going I can't believe we've pulled this off um like I just genuinely they've done it they've done it again I think the I think the implication for Scottish politics more broadly which we should probably talk about. Is that the SP has got a new lease of life? Damn. You know, they're not gonna run out of steam this session because they've got something to point to and go, look, we tried something new. I mean still doesn't fix anything structurally for them when it comes to independence. No, it doesn't at all. It's still gonna be Boris says no, yeah. and then the court shrug, right? That's probably where it's going. I'll be very surprised if it's anything different. And that I, would act yeah. because it's that would not be gonna
2: be it's not gonna be, but I don't think, oh, but we've got a coalition, not coalition, whatever the fuck they say, with the Greens is going to be enough to take that pressure off.
1: Let's let's, let's just stop, you know, dancing around it. It's a fucking coalition. It's a coalition with all the
4: worst aspects of a coalition and none of the good ones.
0: None of the good ones. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about it. the, the problem is, like, I think they're, they're going to stand up and do, look, we got a super majority for independence and Alex Salmond just fucking loses his rag in the background, as you say that one. um, Alba party gets extremely hit. Oh, I will say, by the way, one of the things that made this deal a certainty was the number of absolute fucking dangers going off on it, including the entire Alba party. Because there is, you, you've got to say, spite voting to piss someone off is a strong incentive, especially as that person is like a turf or similar. Um, But yeah, so like... The, the SNP are basically going to bang the drum of we've got a Scottish supermajority and use that to ferment kind of nationalist further going, look, Westminster is ignoring the Scottish supermajority sort of thing. And I think that'll buy them five years, you know, I think they I think they're seen through to their next election cycle, all things be equal and no great shockers kind of coming up. Isn't the supermajority um, just this.
2: this pisses me off every time. Isn't the supermajority 66 percent?
0: Yeah, It's horseshit, is whatever you yes. say it is. Yes. It's, it's, it's a bigger on.
2: number than fucking just over 50, though. That's just a majority. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, th- th- this is the point they're actively slipping into using the fucking lines that Alba lined up. Like, yep. which I can kind of get that as a haha, that's funny, but it's also very, very legitimising their case. And, like, that's just not good. Yeah.
0: I'll be honest, right, when I was thinking about this deal, I asked myself a question, which is, what is the only circumstance in which you might be able to say some kind of deal is actually appropriate? And the only circumstance would have been, and I don't know if people noticed, but the, the Westminster government has been eroding Holyrood's powers recently, especially with Brexit stuff. They've basically, they've been talking consistently about wanting to get rid of Holyrood and about taking powers back and just straight up taking powers back and overruling Holyrood in cases. So the only circumstance in which a deal like this would have been reasonable would have been if the SNP had approached not just the Scottish Greens, but had approached everyone apart from the Tories and basically went, listen, forget our political differences a minute. We can all agree that Holyrood is a good thing that should exist. So I'd like us to present a united front against the Westminster government on this particular issue and on power grab issues. That's the only situation in which I think a, some sort of deal would actually have some political validity to it and actually have a point. But we've not done that. What they've done is kind of, you know, fucking thrown a lasso around Patrick Harvey's bike and roped him in, so to speak. And they're going to use that rhetorically rather than practically. Um, Is where I see this kind of going. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean, you know, when inevitably the like Nicola Sturgeon's finished sucking the lifeblood out of the Scottish Greens, maybe next time. A soft left or liberal party considers aligning allying with anyone vaguely to the right of them, they'll think, hmm. The last two it's times is Alistair.
2: Alistair.
0: <laughs> the it's so one
2: strange. thing about the Liberal is that they do not learn lessons. The, we'll over this. the
0: Irish it's so bad, right? The Irish Greens are a sister party to the Scottish Greens. Oh, Irish Greens, Green Party, England and Wales, Scottish Greens, sister parties, right? Northern Irish Greens are a subdivision of the Irish Greens, okay? And the Irish Greens went into coalition with a bunch of right-wing fuckwads, got screwed over for it, rebuilt, recovered, and went back into coalition <laughs> with a bunch of right-wing fuckwads. Before I am going back for more fucking coalition. <laughs> Feel like pure shit, just want them back sort of levels, you know? Like, so, oh. yeah. And that's right next door. That's right next. Forget the New Zealand Greens, right? This one's right next door. And so, uh so you're saying yeah. that we need
4: some kind of Scottish Féin to <laughs>
0: <laughs>
4: Just asking.
2: What a fucking sell in Glasgow that would be.
1: <laughs>
2: oh Jesus! Oh, they've got those people
1: out on the streets Oh Let's um let's
2: let's finish up I think on Scott Paul. That's that's been enough um brain damage yes. for, for oh, all involved, God. I think. Yeah. Um so on to a different flavour of brain damage. I have a Guardian article to read, Joe. Yay! Cough. Do we have to? We do. We do. We're not doing comment or commentary yet. This is the penance you pay for that. Oh. The okay. smartest person in any room anywhere, in oh. defence oh. of fuck Elon that. Musk, by no, Douglas
0: Copeland.
1: <laughs> sake. Oh. No.
0: No. 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 We're not doing an article on the Guardian calling Elon Musk the fucking smartest man in any room anywhere. No, Uh, no. Yes. No. Right. I'm pulling. I'm pulling the spray bottle out, David. It's no. full of piss, and I'm aiming it at you. I don't care.
4: It's it's like a comment piece length fucking reply to any time you diss Elon Musk on Twitter. <laughs> it's, you're getting
3: those Rick and Morty nerds, but just condensing them all into an article. It's fucking terrible. Yes. The most wallet inspected pricks around.
2: Uh, mm. Yeah. It's interesting whenever Elon Musk's name comes up. And people begin discussing his accomplishments, such as the reinvention of money, automobiles uh, and space travel. There's always someone who says, yeah, but I hear he can be a real dick.
1: Yeah, T- that's oh, what everyone know,
2: like cool. says about
1: <laughs> Elon Musk.
3: Never yeah, mind, never mind a... the fucking,
1: what, emerald mine that his parents <laughs> had?
3: I have never heard anyone say, oh, Elon Musk's all right, but he can be a bit of a dick. I've never heard anyone say that at all. It is the chief criticism. They're always like, get a load of this fucking clown and the (laughs) incredibly expensive circus that he's built around himself. Also, his cars like just spontaneously combust and kill their occupants on the regular. Uh, uh, pre (laughs) grimes.
2: No, she's too far gone now.
0: Actually, do you know that Elon Musk, one of his earlier wives, I think it might have been his first one, said that on their wedding dance... He leaned into her and said, "Just so we're clear, I'm the alpha in this relationship." Oh,
3: I did not know that. Wow. What he means, oh. what he means by that is he gets to drive the uh, like the paedophile submarine that he's built. <laughs> and she has to sit in the back, and entertain the kids. Oh.
5: oh.
0: That was a layered joke <laughs> in, a, in a short economy of the words, Jane. So, it's a shame we can't use any of them. Yeah, we can.
2: So then, let's be totally honest here because in your heart, you know, and I know, dear reader, that you can be a real dick too. So can I, and if we're being truly honest, so can say the Queen. She probably has
1: to be a dick. What are we doing in The Guardian? Oh, we're completely ignoring the actual structures of power in society. Oh, what a fucking surprise.
5: (laughs) Yep,
2: just another day. Uh... She probably has to be a dick ten times a week. So, since when does being a dick somehow invalidate you as a person? It doesn't. That's just stupid. And what's in it for you to diss someone you don't know anyway? Being negative (laughs) is a stupid person's way of trying to appear smart without actually being smart.
1: This is like a fucking essay that someone wrote for GCSE. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's just... <gasps>
0: I'll, I'll just say for the record, um, when they're talking about, you know, being negative is a way to appear... I, I feel attacked, yeah, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> right, I yeah, mean, you know, I mean there there might be attacking the very
1: premise of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> where...
2: It makes more sense when you consider that the person writing this has probably written previous articles very much like this and has posted them to Twitter and has been owned for it. That's why.
0: Well, I mean, that's not very big, likely. Big certain- medium post energy to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> articles like this just fucking drive me insane because it's just a nothing article. Like, I mean, what, like three sentences in and... No substance whatsoever. It's just... Oh, no, we oh, aren't I'd...
4: getting to the substance. There is oh, substance to this. I would honestly this. rather read Raphael Bear's shoes article again. <laughs>
3: anyway. yeah. That's a classic, uh, though. Thing is, Alistair, I don't, I, I don't think I've ever heard anything read out on this pod that you didn't get incredibly angry about. I think your, your issue might be with the written word. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is the yeah, pain do, was a mistake. Yeah, do,
0: do what Jamie does and reject anything that's put towards you. <laughs> We all
2: hate a goody two-shoes, so come on, what kind of perfect behaviour is it you expect from a person, any person, let alone Elon Musk?
1: What the fuck does that
0: mean? It's just a small
4: bean him trying his best, okay? (laughs) Come on, leave him alone. You know what,
0: want to know what perfect behaviour I expect from Elon Musk? Not being a billionaire. That's the bar. Do you know what, he could be a multi-millionaire and I'd give him the stink eye, but he wouldn't be as much of a massive cunt. Just because he wouldn't have the same structural power. See, Where, what, do right? he,
3: what he needs what what kind of perfect behaviour I expect from him is he gives me all of his money and then he fucks off forever. <laughs> <laughs> he can fuck off. You know what? I'll be uh, we can be kind, he can even fuck off to Mars as long as he
0: gives you all his money. As long as he doesn't does fucking it. come back. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So posing this question. What question? Um, what about, is to be done? Uh, what yeah, <laughs> but what you expect from Elon Musk? Oh. Um, he has the, the writer has assumed that you're going to ignore that question and instead put out a bunch of non sequiturs but but Elon Musk and so he, what he's done is he's prepared a little response
1: has he put a, has he put a QI section
2: it basically is um but he seems like he's only out for publicity to which the response is Elon Musk is actually terrible at publicity
4: <laughs> yes this is objectively true <laughs> yeah.
3: To which my my response is to make the jerk-off motion so hard I get tennis elbow. He's so bad at publicity that he commissioned
4: this article, it would seem.
3: I don't think... um... Sorry, I'm just having a bit of cake. I don't think... (laughs) Hang on, is it? you've gone on from a chocolate orange and have migrated to cake now. It was my birthday yesterday, the kitchen's just full of fucking, like... Like, oh. Happy birthday, birthday pal. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cheers, man. Happy, happy second podcast anniversary. <laughs> yeah. When was that? That was on my uh, birthday. Like two, wasn't or three it? days
0: ago or some shit. Yeah, it was Although, just a few the, days ago.
3: Thirtieth oh, oh. was when the first episode came out, wasn't it? No, oh, was it? There you go. I was gonna say. I don't think this article was commissioned. This has incredible notice me senpai energy. Yes. <laughs> it so Yes. Does. I
1: mean, the Guardian would lo- loves doing shit like that where they. Um do this off their own backs and not even for, like any sort of <laughs> inducement.
4: The one I like is the, the sort of perennial defenses <clears throat> of Woody Allen. <laughs> <Just in laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: That's that's the problem The Guardian has. Yeah. Where, that's why The Guardian always has that thing at the bottom going, oh, we're running out of money. Give us some money. you read this fucking shit. Give us some money. Do you know what I mean? Because they just give this shit away. If they would only print like dick-sucking articles about Elon Musk after he'd bought the paper... They'd be fine, wouldn't they? That's what that's what happened with Jeff Bezos in the Washington Post, Guardian, I would assume.
4: Guardian editorial staff, respect yourselves, babe. Do better. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, he seems like he's trying to manipulate the media. Well, he's terrible at that mm. too. <laughs> After the deplatforming of Donald Trump, Musk is undebatably the planet's alpha-tweeter. Oh, for fuck's One oh. of those Kardashian people can make a line of oh. armpit hair remover go no. viral, but Musk no, can away. generate or destroy billions of dollars of wealth in three or four words. Why on earth would he bother wasting three brain cells trying to manipulate the media?
1: What the fuck what? is... What does that even mean? But... Sister... <laughs> but...
4: No, no, real talk How? for a minute, like, he would manipulate <laughs> the media just to try and get a bunch of people that will tell him he's cool because that's like the one thing he wants that will
3: forever elude him yeah he has, yeah. He has terminal poster brain he mm. really does yeah but yeah I um, mean oh, one of those Kardashian people like oh look, <laughs> look at me I'm too cool I've never heard of the Kardashian before prick
4: you know what I mean yeah. Just yeah. Never, mm. never watched Star Trek once as well
2: his often lame tweets frequently backfire as he's the first to attest with his all too true tweet tweeting on Ambien isn't wise Musk doesn't need to manipulate the media because what he does is fantastically interesting he isn't someone who needs to fish for press Fantastically but,
4: interesting. But the thing is, like, I've seen his post and half of it's just like clout stealing from other people. He like literally yeah. steals yeah. memes. It's hilarious. Yeah.
1: Why does Elon Musk keep posting the fucking inside of a
3: cheese grater? <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's clout theft and like 2001 era like Reddit, Reddit gags, shit. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah,
1: oh, he, he yeah. Oh, a few years ago he, he realised that like the epic LeBacon
0: memes were a thing.
1: Yeah. was like, fucking interminable.
0: He's very, like, he really is the epic bacon poster. Mm-hmm. Like, he is the king, he is, essentially.
3: He is basically your dad trying to, like, get down with the youth. Mm. But
2: he's just yeah. out to make money. A, so what if he
3: is? But B, he isn't.
5: What? Oh, fuck <laughs> off. If he's this, just doing, doing what fucking, he does. If this
3: fucking prick is about to tell me. That Elon Musk is motivated by a Tony Stark-like desire to protect the world and and better humanity for the future. I'm going to drive around to his house and shit all over it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's also, at the time of writing, the second richest person on Earth. He probably got used to going to the candy store and buying 10 of everything a long time ago. He lives modestly. He always reinvests in his own ideas... And his ideas are good. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> not, any, any
1: any qualification there, David?
2: Nope, that was it. That was it. Not even a link somewhere to click in that paragraph. Just fuck you. here's, here's some words. What? But I mean, self-driving just... cars will kill people.
3: What and they fucking up. do? <laughs> <laughs> Like routinely, yes. <laughs> Do are infamously no, you have, you have fucking flammable.
5: Up.
2: Yeah, just just grow up.
1: <sighs> well, you but see, you, see he's, you go to, he's going to introduce uh, some laws for the robotics inside of the uh, inside of the cars, so that they'll always make the right decisions.
2: Yeah, if no. you just read some Asimov to a car, it can't hurt anyone anymore. <laughs> yeah,
3: it just. <laughs> so you, sort of a vampire. At least you can play Doom. <laughs> on the central console as your car like (laughs) fucking just hurtles you into a fucking like intersection on fire at 80 miles an hour that sounds
4: pretty rad to be honest I'm into that yeah yeah yeah
3: to be fair yeah I mean if I was to have to go out (laughs) in some sort of like fiery
2: wreckage to E1M1 I'd be
3: probably fairly happy with that Tesla's (laughs) just Tesla's come with a 1 in 1000 chance to just instantly transform into the Dragula (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm
0: I'm picturing that at some point someone's gonna be sitting in their Tesla, and they just suddenly hear killing spree, and they're like, "Oh, cool, it's support Unreal real tournament." Seconds before the car goes headfirst into a wall. Yeah, if you if you are
1: for some reason listening to this on a tes- like in a Tesla, Tesla turn left.
0: <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> I don't think we're topping
2: that one. (laughs) (laughs) Musk didn't just generate a few fundamental patents and move to Santa Barbara to golf for the rest of his life. Every day he tries to reinvent the wheel, and it's working.
0: Uh, (laughs) Citation needed. Shopped online lately? Ever wanted to
2: visit the International Space Station? Want a new car?
4: Could you not know, actually have just fucked off to go golfing though? I mean, I think we'd all be happier if you had. Yeah, we would be
2: so much fucking happier. With cars alone, Musk pretty much single handedly shamed and forced the global auto industry to accelerate the electric car rollout by 7 to 10 years. Dead to shit. <clears throat> yep, yeah, people kvetch, be... and it Don't... makes me wonder if there is people something what? fundamentally flawed about our era that it is almost impossible to get people to say something nice about pretty much anything else. Sorry, <laughs> anyone else.
0: What
3: do, what do people do? Bitch.
0: Bitch. It's a... Uh, um, it is Yeah, It
3: means to complain or bitch about something. I'm not, I don't think I've heard that before. So there we go. I learned something from this fucking article. I hope <laughs> you're not happy.
2: Self-crit session for you later, pal. I like... Given to someone else is a like that could have instead gone to oneself, which I suppose.
1: Like,
0: like, like your neighbour's tweets as you would like your own. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the coin of posting, basically. Who likes their own tweets though? This guy, evidently. Yes. <laughs> This is this is this is going to be in a book that's called the uh, tweetless retweet and it's going to just be opening posters minds to the infinite the more they read it and meditate upon it guaranteed
2: no wait, I, wait this this seriously is going to is the writer having a stroke territory a like given to someone else is a like that could have instead gone to oneself which it's I not suppose indicates, some <laughs> which I suppose indicates that there's something fundamentally different about selfhood than say 25 years ago. <laughs> I what? Pick, I, wait, I pick 1996 because it seems to be to have been the acme of the celebrity profile. Remember them. In Vanity Fairsey, the glossy couple, the fawning, <laughs> the expectation <laughs> of dirt revealed, will they backstab? Even the interviewers were famous for interviewing and it all feels like a million years ago.
1: Just so, <laughs> when we'll finished. I've Did just, Donald Trump write this? I've just finished <laughs> ripping on the biggest bong you've ever fucking seen, and I've just finished writing some fucking article. Have you ever do noticed you how celebrities are like they are 25 years ago?
0: <laughs> do you remember what, do you know what this is? This is pure strange solid gold. Do you remember when the media got to manufacture consent and no one could tell them yeah. that they were dumb as a boxer? Yeah. Do you remember when journalists were hard? Do you remember hard? when
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, are there any celebrity interviewers left? Oprah, I guess, but her heart doesn't seem to really be in it, and she now seems to be merely. <laughs> in a conduit for the Meghan and Harry feelings politics that
3: blights our era. When the fuck oh, did boy. we get to Disneyland? I missed the start of this ride. Like, what? I'm sorry. Hmm. I'm sorry. So this this
1: person has a problem with Oprah Winfrey, but yes. not Elon
3: Musk. Yes. Uh, I quite don't, interesting. I don't, I don't... I'm completely lost on what the connection is between Elon Musk and, like, celebrity interviews.
2: No, sorry, there there is none. There is no, like, he genuinely genuinely just wrote something different. Is
3: that what what they're getting at here? (laughs) What the fuck? The connection is,
0: the connection is, people are mean to celebrities on Twitter. Remember when we didn't have Twitter and celebrities were the god kings and idols of our society? We told you they were cool and you just went, I guess they're fucking cool then.
3: Oh, I well, reject that that, that makes perfect that makes perfect fucking sense doesn't it because right. like Twitter Twitter is a machine for winding up the fucking like uh, I, I like how he's fucking...
4: already talked about royals in this and he's talking about celebrity culture back in like the 1996 era I'm just thinking about what happened a year <laughs> later as well May have had something to do with it.
3: just saying yeah back when the journalists were hard yeah <laughs> back when the journalists would run you off the road yeah <laughs> but yeah Twi- twitter is a machine for winding up the commentary isn't it it's like oh twitter was much better before they let them in just mm. like gesturing at the public at large well to strap just... in for this strap the oh, fuck
2: in fuck it. but oh. I hear he treats his employees badly oh what could have take could we have here
3: First well, yeah, this, it's good because, like, he, he told... I've, I've actually seen this bit shared on Twitter. It's good because he told some guy in a factory, like, I could be fucking, like, getting noshed off by fucking Beavis and Butthead right now. I don't know who I am. Or some shit, like... Something like that, uh, wasn't yeah.
2: it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, we already discussed this. He can be a dick, so don't be surprised when he is. Second... <laughs> People know they're going to be working with Elon Musk. I'm so they can't play woe with so, me if he
1: goes Elon on them. <laughs> so your material conditions are entirely to blame on you for taking a job working for Elon Musk on the basis yes. that he's no—he's kind of a dick. Never mind the fact that people like Elon work day in and out to asc- ascertain their own interests at the expense of every fucking working class person in the world. Which Never mind all like, of that. Yeah. It's your I- fault. I'm just, Do you not I love when my when town
2: they... is converted into and The full town is converted into a fucking battery factory and there's nowhere that Elon Musk doesn't own and I have to find a new job I'm, and it's, it's just my fault. I'm just trying to
4: imagine an article like this in some William Randolph Hearst paper, you know, doing the same kind of shit for some like robber baron of the 19th century. Like, sure, sure, he's kind of a dick and stalks maids around his mansion with a revolver, but. <laughs> yeah.
3: I'm, just, I'm just imagining this, but about Al Swearingen. Oh yes! (laughs) I'm sure he's king of a dick, but... (laughs) <laughs> I mean you, you go to work elsewhere Engine, you know exactly what you're getting <laughs> now get back up there and finish him off yeah but no does anyone, anyone remember when like they had a bunch of layoffs at the Tesla factory and like one guy's mm. wife was like on Twitter thanking Elon Musk for the, the chance like for the the fact that her oh, husband yeah. had, had a brief chance to work on the future oh, of like humanity it's like those By, those like,
4: Amazon accounts those like Amazon advocate yeah. accounts or wherever they were those, mm. those were creepy
3: greetings fellas Hello, humans. <laughs> <laughs> didn't one of oh. those didn't one of those accidentally advocate for the reunification of Ireland at one point? Yes, didn't
5: know,
2: didn't <laughs> it? it was wonderful. <laughs> well, yeah, and this takes us on to the bit that Jamie said. And third, he's incredibly smart and is used to working with the world's smartest and most accomplished people. So if you don't cut the mustard, then you didn't cut the mustard. And here's something funny he actually said to someone who was pissing him off in the Tesla factory. You know, I could be drinking my ties with naked supermodels, but instead I'm here with you. He has a point, says the writer.
0: (sighs) You know, you know, actually, right, I have a theory Mm -hmm. that if there's supermodels, they're going to take a long, hard look at Elon Musk and go, is it worth it though? (laughs) And I'm willing to bet that a not inconsiderable number of supermodels take a long hard look at elon musk and go nah it's not worth it though isn't it i don't care how good the money is so really elon your your t-shirt that says i could be banging supermodels is raising a lot of questions <laughs> that are already answered by your t-shirt
4: uh, oh it just makes him sound so fucking gross too yeah, yeah. Just genuinely awful Could,
0: cunt. Hey. Well, to be able to 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 be able to say that shit, you have to genuinely think it's a transaction where it's like, well, I've got lots of money. That means supermodels are going to want to sleep with me. As opposed to see them as people, but you have to actually kind of, you know, like give them a reason to want to spend time with you. And uh, yeah, like, what yeah. is the fucking reason to spend time with Elon Musk? He's got a lot of money. That's yeah. It, yeah. Meanwhile, Jeff Bezos is on the market. <laughs> I mean, if I was a supermodel, I know who, which of the two obnoxious, noxious, you know, uh, billionaires I would want to spend my time with in preference. Oh, yeah. Just Go for the one is that's it...
4: freshly divorced and
3: on a rebound. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. The one that's <laughs> going to call you a live girl. Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Jesus fucking oh. Christ. Oh.
2: <clears throat> Take it back. Take it all back. All right. But he hurt my feelings and made me feel like I was in an unsafe and triggering work environment. Oh, fuck. What? Oh, what?
0: Triggering yeah, it, in the sense it, of like, right. dangerous and going to cause... It. Do you know, this This article is so revealing, because you know what the, the, the ruling classes really hate right now with a passion? They hate this shit about workers actually deciding, you know what, some work isn't worth it. They hate this idea of workers having self-respect and going, nah... You you don't get to treat people like this. I don't care what the job is, you don't get to be treated like your furniture. They hate this shit. They hate self-care.
2: It's really weird that you mention that because his response to this made-up question is, Dear God, is this what our society has been reduced to? Question mark.
0: Yeah.
3: Who wrote this?
0: Yeah. Cause that's what it's really about. It's like that what is the right, so here's the fundamental truth of these fucking awful human beings. If they can't treat someone like a piece of furniture, if they can't abuse them, if they can't denigrate them, what's the fucking point? Right? That's what they live for, so many of them. They they live to be the most intelligent man in the room, the alpha in the relationship. They live to be able to have just the power of making other people put up with their bullshit, because to them, that's what power is. Also, can I just say,
4: can I just say, Dear God, what is our society coming to is pretty much the perfect response to seeing this fucking article pop up. Article, yes. <laughs> yes. Who wrote this? Uh,
2: Douglas Coopland? I, I, I don't know how you fucking say his name. And I will not learn.
1: Yeah, we've already learned one thing today.
2: Exactly, yeah. yeah. Quota has been reached. But he's not political.
1: Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Just, ooh, I hate liberals ooh, so sp- much! Spicy! <sighs> so, let,
2: let him elaborate. No, he's not.
5: <laughs> <laughs> yes, <What>? he is. <laughs> <laughs> he's <vague.
4: laughs> I, I guess.
2: Left, I guess you're done, David, right? <laughs> no, the left doesn't like him because he doesn't fund them or show interest in their causes.
4: Is, it,
1: is the, this a dig at Soros? Uh, <laughs> No, no, the reason the left doesn't like him is because he doesn't have the fucking burlap sack over his head yet.
2: <laughs> and, well, the right doesn't like him because he messes around with the stock market and doesn't take classical capitalism seriously. Oh, piss off. <laughs> For example, he thinks short-selling the stock market should be banned. Musk donates to Democrats and Republicans only because it's the cost of having a voice in government.
1: So who seems... can say if it's bad or He's not? He's definitely not
4: political then, you know, donating to political parties so you can have a voice in government. Definitely oh, not political. wait,
1: wait for it, wait for it.
4: He seems to see left
2: versus right as an obsolete binary and instead focuses his altruistic energies on ecology and invention. <laughs>
0: Oh, I. Do you know what uh, this person really, really? (laughs) This person really, really needs to touch grass.
4: Mum, mum, can you come pick me up?
0: (laughs) Oh, do you feel like drinking ivermectin yet?
1: (laughs) I want this prick to drink some fucking ivermectin. Just perpetually gobsmacked by the just. You know, like I, I always think of whether or not this idiocy is performative or not, and I know the conclusion is essentially it makes no difference. But sometimes I can't help wondering. Chomsky wonder,
0: intensifies. <sighs> right, couple
2: more, couple more. Then I will mercifully skip through some of these because it is a fairly long article. I think you <gasps> finished.
4: Fucking nope. Fucking Elon Musk FAQ, I love it. It's so good.
2: But everything he does is all a big scam for him to get rich on cryptocurrency.
3: You know what? You know what? This would have it would have if he could have saved himself some writing. If instead Mm -hmm. of this, he just like reworded fucking like that Brian Adams song from Prince of Thieves. You know what I mean? Like everything, everything he does, he does for us, and just like (laughs) sat and fucking wanked himself raw over like Daddy Elon with that on in the background. You know what I mean? And just left the rest of us alone. I don't think there's been a Rick and Morty cover of that song yet, so
0: Sweet for You Is it? No, it's true. Are you saying that this article Everything is it, in effect
4: an Elon Musk Come tribute?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why we bring you on, Ben. Jesus fucking <laughs> Christ.
4: I had to find a way to slip that in somewhere.
2: <laughs> that's the second come tribute reference today. See if you can find the other one, listener.
3: Have you seen the pic? Have you seen the picture of this fucking guy? Because like he-, he looks like he spaffs dust. <laughs>
0: is this is uh, this picture is this pre or post contribute In the oh. middle. of like, the
3: expression on his face? Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: If you search for Musk online comment threads on, say, Reddit, you'll quickly sense the presence of teenage male body sprays and stained gym socks. Oh, we are actually oh, doing better. some contribute <laughs> stuff. Okay, and it's in Quote heaven. Adult voices discussing Musk are real, and it seems the vast bulk of Musk commentary centres on Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, and yes, I can hear you stifling a yawn, but we're stuck with these things, Okay, so we'd better cobble together some sort of peace deal with them.
0: Not according to China, we're not. Just going to slip that one in here. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, carry on.
2: Cryptocurrency does seem to be the one topic where Musk genuinely enjoys messing with people's minds as well, as with stock three. market regulators.
1: Oh yeah, was, he's actually just trolling the fucking stock market regulators. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. love yeah. when he does banks thing. with
2: the SEC. That's yeah. always fucking hilarious. I suspect that he doesn't have a stand on crypto at all. My guess is that he sees cryptocurrencies as being interesting simply because they exist at all. Like Klein Bottles or those Japanese Kit Kats in flavours such as pumpkin or green tea. What? <laughs> this guy extremely telling on himself just now. He really is. I mean, I the, like guy,
1: it. the guy, the guy keeps going back to the fucking bong and it's just uh, yeah. he's not doing him any favours. As, as he was
4: typing the first draft of this article, which I assume is the only draft that exists and was what he submitted to the editors... I can just imagine, like one lobe of his brain just kind of sliding
3: off, like a bit of a bit of a sandcastle <laughs> that's just made of the tides. You know? It's, I think it's really I weird. Think the last guy this was happy was before we knew the internet existed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like it's yeah. in, since online happened, he has to hear the like the public's opinions on things and be aware of the existence of flavored Kit Kats in Japan, and he just he just isn't happy about it. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> So
2: <laughs> Musk's public, Toxic Trolls included, seem to adore his ongoing dance of taunts and teases and hints, and they'd have it no other way. He's especially
5: the
2: w- <laughs> it's, no no, especially <laughs> with a crypto called Dogecoin, which is like daffy duck mm. to Bitcoin's bug's bunny. <laughs> What?
1: what the fuck is this? It's just the most what? strange fucking article that I've ever heard. <laughs> this man, this this man went completely insane before, like, killed his whole family before turning the typewriter on himself. <laughs>
2: uh, what? And the two are locked in an eternal battle for relevance, and even onlooking Belarusian troll farmers must be thinking.
1: Oh, and they're not they're they in Belarus darling. They move from moved from uh... Saint
2: Petersburg, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the rents are Thinking, wow, we were going to fabricate a pseudo conflict between those two things, but it looks like the real world is already doing it for us. Moislezy ni sodas yet antibiotikov. Which he's helpfully put an asterisk for to say my teardrops contain no antibiotics. Truly Whoa. a joke worth translating. Well <laughs> What? Yep. What? What? yep. what? Yep. 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 <laughs> it's also interesting to note that when Musk posts big events in his life on Twitter, successful experimental st- space launches say his detractors will post things like a photo of a Tesla Model 3 whose real wheels went off a suburban garden ledge, a photo appended by vitriolic meta commentary along the lines of My mum's Roomba has better edge detection than a Tesla. Hashtag very disappointed. P.S. Musk is already worth $185 billion. I'd love
1: to, i love to, like, just deal with all my beefs in my UpGuardian article. <laughs>
0: That's what this is, isn't it? It's a guy who's been on on fucking Twitter, going, Oh, Elon, oh, you taste so good, Elon." <laughs> oh, wait, what? What's this guy saying? Fuck you! What? He's just dunked on me effortlessly, and now everyone's laughing at me. Well, fuck! To the Guardian. It's so, use my status and privilege in order to fucking <laughs> protect a billionaire. Is
1: there more? Please, God. Uh, there is it's, one, this one, is one a, little a, bit more. same reply
3: guy here. This is amazing. <laughs> Yes, this this honestly sounds like the like the the last thoughts of a dying brain. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like this this fucker's just Jacob's laddering, and like the garden decided <laughs> to print it.
0: I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if these do end up or variations on this theme do end up being his last thoughts. Mm. You know, as he's as he's lying there in the climate apocalypse, as Elon shoots off into space and explodes into a thousand shards in the world's Inchilla. last greatest firework display. Um, this guy will be lying there, going back over Twitter beefs involving Elon is, in his head. some
4: kind of like insanely high concept ARG he's running, where it is just like you know, <laughs> just just like a, a really experimental novel, which is just all about the random synapses in a dying man's brain. That'll be pretty good. That might redeem Oh, we that's it. it!
1: He's smoking DMT while he's writing this. That's it! We've <laughs> solved
0: it. Joe Rogan wrote yeah, it. Yeah, I. I, like, I I like DMT. Yeah, it all comes full circle. Mm. Love it. But
2: for real, didn't he just win some sort of genetic lottery instead? Right no. place, right
4: time. He's not. He's not fucking smart or anything. He no. just has loads of money. What? He
3: won. He won, he won, he won the, the, uter- the being born to lottery. being born to cunt that own a, a mine like fucking <laughs> yeah. lottery. Yeah. yeah.
0: Let me more specific. He he won the being born to apartheid era emerald mine owners. You know, like it's just, he won the like,
3: going bald by twenty three lottery.
2: <laughs> People want to believe that, but here's the thing but that he went
3: bald by twenty three. <laughs> did have you seen the photo of him when he's selling PayPal? Yeah. <laughs> People want to believe that
2: he won a genetic lottery, but here's the thing: Musk has a huge IQ,
3: uh, <laughs> which is why he can understand uh, Rick and Morty. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's actually a very smart cartoon. Elon Musk Elon Musk sat looking at YouTube, watching all those like Rust videos where it's like 600 IQ play and stuff like that that you see in your fucking mentions.
0: Just, like, he paid a lot of money for that high IQ, so don't
3: knock it. Just think how great it's going to be when he launches into space, collides with his own stupid fucking billboard. And like, do you know what I mean? For the rest of time, we can only see half of the advert because there's like a fucking comical Elon Musk-shaped hole in the fucking thing.
2: He is measurably, scientifically, clinically, Do you know what I've just thought? when he goes,
3: when he goes, he gets that that fucking billboard up, and he's about to launch off to Mars. Pay for an advert that's just like a star field and he will just fly into it <laughs> fucking wildy <fiery> coyote
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Little do we know he's just gonna
0: vanish into it oh. and there'll be a kind of meep meep noise in the background anyway
2: <laughs> oh he is measurably scientifically, clinically and demonstrably the smartest person in any room anywhere. Oh,
5: fuck. (laughs) Absolutely
2: not. He can tell you the square root of your Amex card number at a glance. He can tell you (laughs) I don't the square root of zinc. He has mild Asperger's which prevents him from snagging on details. Elon,
1: Elon, if you're listening to this from, if you're listening to this podcast in your spaceship, then Starship Engage abort. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> he has mild Asperger's, which prevents him from snagging on details and talking himself out of trying new things.
0: Like, no, sorry, just this is absolute horseshit. Oh, like,
3: no, he is not
0: the he is not the smartest man. He cannot do the square root of an Amex card.
3: No, but I mean, like, square you, roots are how are famously how you measure like the IQ of a person is how mm-hmm. many how many square roots they can yeah, do. Yeah, your, your ability <laughs> your ability to follow an algorithm in
0: your head is how we measure intelligence. So that's absolutely right. It's like, just, it's, just
3: it's, literally, no, it's literally the your IQ is literally the number of square roots you know. Do you know know what I think it is? Do you know what I think
0: it is? I think what it is, is they showed Elon his IQ, but they showed him it as part of a distribution curve, and Elon went, oh, I'm right at the top of the curve. That means I've got
3: the highest IQ, right? As he sat on top of that bell curve distribution. I mean, no, I I, I think, like, he fucking paid a doctor to measure his IQ, and the doctor just went, like, oh, what's that, like, $10 million to say you're a fucking super genius? Then, yes, I will, like, let you put that on your business card. With the fucking, measured, like measured his IQ with calipers. <laughs> <laughs> He's a perfect
2: Storm who comes from about as middle class a family as was possible in the late 20th century. <sighs>
5: Fuck
0: you! Oh my god! No! No! Sorry, but no! <laughs> They owned a fucking emerald mine. <laughs> they expropriated wealth from South Africa and ran with it to the USA. They gave them literal emeralds to just wander around and, like, you know, toss into a jeweler's. That is not middle class. Yeah, but
3: they also, they ate, like, basil and lemons, so... <laughs> is that That's about to know
0: he's middle class or not. Oh, my God. He loves a
3: frosty coffee.
0: Oh. <laughs> Sorry, right, if Elon Musk is middle class...
3: Then Alan Sugar is working class. (laughs) And I I live in the fucking gutter, like, at
0: best,
3: you know? Like, what the hell? (laughs) Elon Musk has to be middle class. He can't be working class because he, he, he doesn't speak with a Yorkshire accent, so... (laughs) <laughs> that's how the system works I'm led to yeah. believe by like everyone in Britain flat cap on a dipshit more
0: like mm. Jesus Christ oh I'm sorry if anyone was annoyed by me just I, just, I can't <laughs> fuck me his I'm family was like
2: schools of millions and then he became one of the richest people on earth
3: I'm imagining like some sort of fucking like Tesla brand flat cap that you know what I mean Just, like, falls off your head at random and bursts into flames. Makes you bald at 23. (laughs) Right. But then what does this all mean? Oh, does it have to mean something? (laughs) I don't know. I really don't know. It probably won't. Does it mean this guy's overdue for a CAT scan? (laughs) (laughs) I think
2: the biggest difference between the 20th century and the 21st is that in the 20th century, you were able to see the future in your head.
3: I thought this was about Elon Musk. Why are we suddenly comparing centuries?
2: Because he is the future man. Mm -hmm. There were new ways of envisioning, say, an information utopia or an ecological harmonisation of humans with everything non-human. But here, in the 21st century, we're only able to possibly glimpse a small, workable future. And even then only if we work at it incredibly hard. That's a huge difference in looking at what lies down the road. Musk's appeal is that he still sees both the future as well as our future, albeit a future on Mars, which has 38% of the gravity of Earth and 1% of its atmosphere, and Wi-Fi back and forth to Earth would take 6.5 minutes each way, hardly smoking hot, so good luck watching random episodes of The Big Bang Theory, were well, real-time wisecracking with your former cubicle mates back in Palo Alto? What?
0: What? I think I just
4: had an aneurysm. <laughs> what the fuck? So, so I the rail.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I fully dissociated there. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, I genuinely, right. This is this is not a bit. My eyes like roll, they, they spasmed back in my head as I was listening to that. Like I, I just what
3: I think this. I don't know
1: why you're all complaining. I'm basically getting high off of this shit. So,
3: so well, the, Is
4: the guy essentially saying that Elon Musk is capitalist realism?
3: No, I think what he's saying is that <laughs> yes. like what this guy is saying is that he's he's just slightly taller than Ooh. all of the door frames in his house.
4: Elon Musk is is mad enough to invent a future where the night sky is ruined by a giant fucking billboard and all the cars are under constant threat of exploding spontaneously. Not the future we need, but the future we deserve.
1: Not only are they at risk of spontaneously exploding, they also spontaneously crash into people and other cars. Oh, fantastic, yeah. Or going into the
4: death tube and then going on fire (laughs) and locking both the doors.
0: Yeah... Much like this podcast. Hmm. I definitely do feel like I've been in a room solely asphyxiating, <laughs> first with Scott Paul and now with whatever this is. Turn off your Bitcoin mining I mean, rig.
4: God damn it, that's what's happened.
2: So he asks, <laughs> I made, I made... He asks one last <sighs> question. But When is this going to end? Why can't yes! he just move yes! to Santa Barbara and play golf for the rest of his life? On the 28th of June, Musk turned 50. He has at least three more high functioning decades to go. <laughs> more likely five or six. So we're not even halfway through his movie. Pundits who think he'll soon be over are either naive or assassins. <laughs> wait for it, wait for it, wait for it. You know how they did a the little sign off bit at the end to like, plug their book or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> Douglas Coupling's binge. Sixty stories to make your head feel different will be available
1: in the UK in October. <laughs> uh, Every single page is just com- is just dosed top to bottom in LSD. <laughs> you just flip the page and like you're right in there with him. You're, you're you, Elon, Cooland,
0: you're all there and just, you're all having a great did, time. Did we just read through the Salvador Dali of cartoon <laughs> Columnists?
1: I feel like I'm, like I'm going to stand up and walk out of this room and there's, like, phase through a wall.
4: This is where it turns out he's a pseudonym for Nick Land or something. It's the only thing I can think of.
0: I honestly wouldn't be surprised if, like, I opened the door to my room to go feed my cats and Elon's just sitting there in an entirely different room and it's like, ah, you've arrived. And just, like, just out of nowhere, that would make as much sense as anything that just happened. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus... David, you know, I cracked that joke about, you know, how libs stand next to, you know, the liberal standing next to a fascist is basically the equivalent of, like, you know, if you only look, look good standing next to a serial killer, you'll stand beside a lot of serial killers. Was this article chosen to make Scott Paul look good? <laughs>
2: uh, no, it wasn't. Um, this this was chosen to save me having to look for comment or commentary. So you can only blame my laziness for this. Well, and Rob, because Rob did also give me it's the article. So. Sounds,
4: sounds a bit like you kind of played yourself there, to be yeah. honest. I don't know,
0: I quite enjoyed that. He's <laughs> sadist. <laughs> yes. Sorry, the bit about Elon Musk was born middle class. Just fuck me. I really can't get over that. Yeah, that it has, that really has high inflicted... <laughs> it, it's, that has inflicted an actual psychic wind on me. That's going to yeah, be no, there, there was, for a there while. There was
2: something in there
0: for everyone. <laughs> Give me the fucking ivermectin. prevent the parasite from metastasizing in my head. It's fucking too late. Hell.
2: It's too late. Um, so I reckon we can probably call it there, eh? Because we've, we've ran on a bit long, and who <sighs> knows how much of it will make it in the fucking edit. So, <laughs> I suppose all that's left to say is, Ben, thanks very much for coming on, mate. No well. I'm glad we could inflict this kind of pain on you as well as ourselves.
1: <laughs> we honour your sacrifice. <laughs>
0: fucking monkey's paw. <laughs> speaking, speaking of speaking of monkeys paw, do you like to? Would you like to wish on it and plug your stuff? Oh, I suppose I, suppose I should. Uh, uh, yesterday,
4: because this will be going out in two days, won't it? Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So yesterday, I have returned to my streaming empire, God willing, unless yes. something terrible has happened. And so you should tune in every Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday at nine o'clock at twitch.tv forward slash in participation. I'm not going to bother spelling it out. Just just find it. <laughs> okay it's in the show notes (laughs) it's in the show notes (laughs) it's unpronounceable and unspellable is very stupid but anyway that's that's my main thing so
0: yeah however the seo is peerless
2: (laughs) (laughs) right okay then well in that case um we will catch you all later look forward to new bonus stuff that you will definitely look forward to if you can't get to that it will be on the patreon and that's patreon.com forward slash praxiscast do join us should we tell them to
0: buy a t shirt while we're at it? Uh,
2: yeah, also also buy t shirts. Look good while you join us. Buy a t shirt.
0: Yeah. Right. Catch you later, folks. I meant, I meant, I meant like one of our t shirts, David, not just like t shirts in general. Bye. 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 I tried. <laughs> Bye.